Everyone, remain calm. Yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. And later there's running and screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Well, we're back. Hello and welcome to the 112th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we have some really cool news to cover regarding Jurassic video gaming and collecting. Then we have the fifth installment of Extinction Level Jurassic Park, and it features a pretty big revelation in the ongoing series. After that emotional turn last week, things are about to get a lot worse and certainly more interesting. So after episode five of Extinction Level, I'll give a quick recap of that segment, wrapping up some of the coolest moments and thoughts on the ongoing series. You may have heard me do the after show segment on episode four of Extinction Level, so expect to hear more of these after each one. And then to wrap up the episode, we'll feature another segment from Tom pertaining to the Fallen Kingdom fan art that we found around the web. There was a bunch of really cool pieces revealed online since he called out for artwork a few weeks back, so we'll hear his thoughts on that fan art. Alright, so let's get this episode started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access rate program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. Today, I guarantee it. The Jurassic fan community exploded this weekend after a trailer was revealed for Jurassic World Evolution, a new game coming from Frontier Developments, the studio behind Elite Dangerous, Lost Winds, and Planet Coaster. There's a lot of great buzz around all those titles, so I expect this game to be just as good. I am so excited for this one. Jurassic World Evolution is a park builder game probably features some other aspects to it as well, but it looks like a spiritual successor to Jurassic Park Operation Genesis, one of the most beloved games in the Jurassic series out of all the Jurassic Park titles. Uh, fans have been clamoring for a sequel of sorts to this game for a very long time, and it looks like we're going to get that. Let me start by reading from the press release. Frontier Developments announced today its new game, Jurassic World Evolution, and revealed the first trailer based on Universal Pictures' iconic film franchise and created in collaboration with Universal Brand Development. The game expands on the official Jurassic World mythology and puts players in charge of cinema's greatest tourist destination. We're where they will have the opportunity to create and manage their own Jurassic World. Launching in summer 2018, Jurassic World Evolution will be coming to PC, the PlayStation 4 computer entertainment system, and the Xbox One all-in-one games and entertainment system. Here's a quote from the article. As longtime fans of the entire Jurassic series, we're thrilled to be putting players in charge of their own Jurassic World, said Frontier's chief creative officer, Johnny Watts. We're excited to bring over 15 years of management, simulation, and creature development, 
expertise to a destination and franchise that remains an inspiration to us. Jurassic World Evolution evolves players' relationship with the Jurassic World film franchise, placing them in control of operations on the legendary island of Isla Nublar and the surrounding islands of the Mortes Archipelago. Players will build their own Jurassic World as they bioengineer new dinosaur breeds and construct attractions, containment, and research facilities. Every choice leads to a different path and spectacular challenges arise when life finds a way. The game is scheduled to release next summer and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom will be in theaters June 2018. So there you have it. That all sounds absolutely amazing. I am so floored to see this announced. Nobody expected this coming in on a Sunday. And uh, we all just blew up the uh, the internet there, retweeted, shared our favorite pictures. This is going to be a huge blast for all of us in the community. I can't wait to get my hands on this. And stay tuned. We're actually going to have a full episode, a special bonus feature episode, talking all about this trailer release and what we can expect from this game. Depending on when you're actually listening to this, we may have already posted it. Either way, recheck your feed, see if there's another episode for you there. It's a special episode, and I can't wait to post it. So anyway, go to our show notes find the link to Jurassic World Evolution and you can also watch the trailer right there in the show notes Chronicle Collectibles debuted the details on that giant one-fifth female Rex statue you may have seen it recently in person at San Diego Comic-Con, or you've probably seen the pictures already, but here's a lowdown on the upcoming product. The 1/5 T-Rex will be available for pre-order on August 28, 2017 at 12 p.m. CST. Limited to 100 pieces worldwide, we are trying to coordinate an international release on the same day. The 1/5 Rex will be available at www.chroniclecollectibles.com. We will not be shipping this product outside the continental United States. If you live outside the continental U.S., you will need to find a local distributor that will carry this item. The box dimensions will be roughly 8 foot by 4 foot by 4 foot. And if you read that, it is in feet, not inches, and will be uh, around 150 pounds. The 150 T-Rex ships fully assembled with the base and plaque stands as separate pieces. You will need to mount the Rex to the base with the help from a friend. We will be offering our usual payment plans, including a 16-month plan to help those that need a more affordable payment option. The 1/5 T-Rex is looking at $4,499, shipped in the continental U.S., excludes Hawaii and Alaska, will come crated or palletized, depending on your location. If you'd like to arrange a local pickup at our studio in Irving, Texas, the retail is $4,000. It's produced by Toynami. All right, well, that thing there is absolutely huge. I was chuckling a bit there because they mentioned that it weighed 150 pounds and you're going to need a friend. Uh, so make sure you grab whatever friends are around to help you uncrate this thing, take it in, put it on a shelf. Oh, maybe not. That's kind of heavy. Uh, I wouldn't do that. But um, if you're looking to get this, check out a few pictures of the item in our show notes and also find a link to the pre-order announcement. Don't forget, if you're looking to cash out the dough to pick up this item, the pre-order starts August 25th, 2017 at 12 p.m. CST. This week, we have a few birthdays and an unfortunate anniversary to go over. First off, even though he is no longer with us, this week marks the birthday of Bob Peck. As you know him, Robert Muldoon. On August 23rd, the following day on the 24th marks the day we lost Sir Richard Attenborough back in 2014. We've missed you every day since. 
Saturday, August 26th is Michael Jeter's birthday, Udeski from Jurassic Park 3, and Sunday the 27th is Peter Starmar's birthday. Let's remember and celebrate everybody this week, so make sure to show your love. Oh, there it is. There it is. And now let's dive into episode 5 of Extinction Level Jurassic Park. Previously on Extinction Level Jurassic Park. Life will find a way. Hurry! John, this is an unexpected pleasure. Why the sudden invitation? I got a call about a disease. You mean the prion disease? You know about I this? I think we can save the animals from their fate. What did you mean? Within the next five years, they'll all have gone the way of the dodo again. John, thank you for coming so soon. Martin, show us what you found. John? Uh, I... John, welcome back. I'm not sure how contagious this will be. I'd like to continue my own research on this, but I'd need my data from outside beef as well. to sauna. Save my animals, Henry, please. Episode 5. What time can teach us? Over the following months, Injun would sometimes make the news. Dr. Henry Wu, lead scientist of international genetics and the genius behind their now famously cloned dinosaurs, has come with a new breakthrough. A board of scientists have named in his honor, Carcosis Wutansis. This simple looking flower is the first step to fighting diseases like Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, says Dr. Wu. Dark day for InGen, as their former CEO John Hammond, best known as the creative mind behind InGen's dinosaurs, died today. He was admitted to the Virginia Medical Center in Richmond earlier this year after suffering a seizure, shortly after an incident in San Diego involving one of his dinosaurs. We extend our deepest sympathies to the family in these dark times. InGen, the company founded by the late John Hammond, announced that they will soon be on the market for a new owner. Speculation has it that they've already found a new buyer. The question does remain if this includes the rights to the famous, or should we say infamous, dinosaur islands off the coast of Costa Rica, which of course have been under quarantine ever since the San Diego incident last year. Back in the early 90s, Biology Synthetics Technologies Incorporated did show interest in the company after InGen suffered significant financial loss, but InGen was able to keep enough of their investors to stay. In other news, Mizrani Global is now the proud new owner of International Genetics. A Costa Rican government official commented the dinosaur islands will remain under restricted access. But what Henry Wu was up to did not come to light. End of Act 1 Act 2, four years after the San Diego incident In a simple village surrounded by tropical forest, a small community of people has been living in isolation peacefully. The village goes by the name of Tiempo Libre and is located on Isla Matanceros of the island chain known as Las Cinco Muertes, 20 miles north of Isla Sona. It is a former off-site worker village consisting of small houses and sheds with thatched roofs. A lightly colored woman, Andrea, presumably of Costa Rican descent, is feeding the chickens and other livestock that walk around among the houses. Her eight-year-old son Mama, comes running up to her, mira, holding a dead, half-eaten chicken in his hands, thinking it were rats that got the animal. Andrea takes the animal from the boy and inspects it, touching a white, foamy and sticky substance surrounding the eaten parts of the chicken. Saliva? No, no han sido las ratas, hijo. No he visto ratas en semanas, pero estas marcas las conozco. Recognizing the bite marks. Compi, ¿qué hacen aquí, matanceros? On the grass, outside a New York College building, 
Tim Murphy, now 17 years old, sits together with a sweet-looking girl in the midst of other groups and lone students. Squinting up at the bright shining sun in a clear blue sky, he receives a peck on the cheek, and Tim smiles happily. Suddenly, the sky turns clouded, and the bright colors of the sunlit day turn grayish and dark. It starts to rain heavily. Tim is now all alone in the grass, frozen stiff, pale white, knowing what is coming from behind the college building. A Tyrannosaurus Rex. Slowly, the Tyrannosaurus turns to look at Tim, lowers its head, and... Ah! He woke up screaming from his daydream nightmare, sitting up straight, fully dressed on his bed. His roommate looking flustered, eyes white, looking up from his computer. Jeez, Tim. You scared the hell out of me. Sorry. How the hell do you figure they'll let you join the Navy with nightmares like that? Yeah, I wondered about that too. Tim gets up from his bed and gets his books to get his class. You need help, man. Okay, that's enough. Be a good sport and keep quiet about it, okay? You know me. Thanks, bro. Tim walks out of the dormitory room into the hallway, crowded with students. The man that was waiting for him there was most likely the least person he had expected to see today, or any other day for that matter. Thank you for listening to episode 5 of Extinction Level Jurassic Park. Within this episode, our own host, Brad Jost, as the reporter number 1, and Jennifer Tarek as reporter number 2, leading us through 4 years into the story, when strange things start happening on Isla Matancera, with Erika Salazar as Andrea and her son, to where we find Tim, with Jurassic cast Jack Anthony Ewens as Tim's roommate. And as a tribute to composer James Horner, who would have turned 64 on August 14, but sadly died shortly after the release of Jurassic World in 2015, I included a track of his Legend of the Falls, fittingly called The Ludlows, although The Ludlows won't make an appearance in this story. The music you're now hearing is that of his Jumanji score. He didn't score for Jurassic Park, but he was a great composer, and I'm sure many agree with me that he will be missed. Hope you all enjoyed this episode, and until the next episode, where Tim will meet this unexpected visitor. All right, everybody, let's dive into the after show here. We just listened to episode five of Extinction Level Jurassic Park. And uh, wow, yeah, yeah, that was kind of upsetting. I don't know if you felt that as well. Um, we, we do hear that InGen is making the news. Dr. Wu is working on some new project. But the big news is that uh, John Hammond passed away. Um, he, they mentioned the San Diego incident. And after the seizure, you know, after that collapse we heard back in episode four, I guess uh, he just didn't have enough to hold on. So so John Hammond, we lost him in this episode. Very sad. And, uh, you know, I, I actually did part of the news break there. Jen did part of the news break. So that was uh, tough to listen to. <laughs> um, but we also learned that InGen goes on the market after the loss of Hammond. Uh, they mentioned Biosyn, which was a really cool touch. And uh, then we actually find out that Mizrani Global owns InGen. Uh, the news didn't seem to know what they owned particularly, um, but it does seem like the island is still restricted. 
So, so that's a good thing at least. Um, act one ends, act two begins four years later and we're set off into a offsite workers village uh, with somebody named Andrea. And it seems like this worker village is part of the Five Deaths island chain. And uh, something fishy is going on here because it looks like a son brings over a dead chicken with some sort of foamy substance on it. And uh, that's not too good. And, and the, uh, the worker there, Andrea, I guess, uh, may have noticed the bite marks resembling something like a compi. So I'm sure we'll learn more, but that's all I could make out from that scene. Um, then we move on to something actually pretty curious here. Tim Murphy shows up. He's 17 years old. He's in college. And then we find out he's still having nightmares about, uh, I'm assuming, that breakout scene, which uh, I think anybody would, right? I mean, if we all went through that, we'd probably be... You know, have a little bit of uh, PTSD thinking about that moment because that was pretty terrifying. But um, he chats with his roommate for a few, Jack Ewans. That was awesome. Great job there. And uh, we learned that he is thinking about joining the Navy. And uh, that's a that's an interesting turning point there. But uh, after that, it kind of ends on this note where he sees somebody that he knows and uh, we don't know who it is yet. But he's he finds it concerning, I guess, that he sees this person after all these years. So who will that person be? I don't know. We'll find out next time, episode six, in a few weeks here. So that was a great episode. Very touching, very sentimental. We've learned a lot, and I can't wait to learn more. Thanks again, Arjun, and I can't wait to learn more in episode six along with everybody else. Stay tuned. All right, well, why don't we jump into the next segment where we join Tom to take a look at some Fallen Kingdom fan art. Hello everyone and welcome to the second part of our Jurassic fan art segment here on the Jurassic Park podcast with me, Tom. Okay, so our first piece had a lot of positive reaction and we have some really, really cool pieces of fan art to go over today, so let's jump straight into it. Firstly, we have this fantastic 3D rendering by Sebastian of a T-Rex in a museum environment that really echoes the way the T-Rex skeleton was positioned in the visitor center in the original Jurassic Park. Here we have a T-Rex on a podium in the middle of a room, light hitting it, the skeleton itself looking very detailed, really nicely rendered, and we also have the When Dinosaurs Ruled the Earth iconic sign above it as well. So really tying the idea that this is still, you know, essentially part of the same company, but is obviously nowadays as opposed to in the past. An important thing to note here is Sebastian has really focused on making this piece mimic the environment we see Lockwood Manor appear to be from the set photo with Lucy. It really has the same kind of structural design to it and as such it really, I guess, is a nice way of suggesting that, hey, Lockwood might have association with the original InGen, the original park. So really, that's a really interesting way of exploring that concept, I suppose. Really, really like this piece. Sebastian, your 3D rendering here is absolutely phenomenal if you have rendered it. If it's a photo, it's incredibly done. I can't see any seams, any join points, anything like that. So really a really fantastically well done piece of artwork. And hopefully we'll see more from you in the future. Okay, so if we grab a breather as we move on to our next one, we have a small piece that Cypher TV posted in response to our Twitter thread, and this is the Jurassic World logo on a cracked background 
with Fallen Kingdom etched on it in text that is almost reminiscent of blood. I like that, the use of the red blood kind of font here really emphasises the idea that you know this park which was really big, successful, all-encompassing has now kind of fallen apart, people have died, lives have been lost, this is really the aftermath. The crack here is also a nice subtle suggestion at the kind of idea that this park itself is falling in on itself. So really a really nice job here Cypher. At first I wasn't too sure on how the text looked actually layered over the Jurassic World but the more I look at it the more it grows on me and the more it really feels like okay somebody's actually gone back here and almost hmm I don't know it kind of gives me some kind of abandoned building vibes as well. You know, after a place has been abandoned for a while, you get people who go there, they spray paint their logos over things, things like that. It kind of almost evokes that kind of feeling as well. So it's a really nice job in terms of enhancing the idea that this is something which has been abandoned and something which has been left where it is. So you did a really good job with this, my friend, and I really like it. I'd like to see you do more stuff in the future as well. If you do, we'd love to feature it on the show. Okay, and then we had a piece made by our very own Brad as well, which I really like here. And this is the Jurassic Park Explorer from Jurassic World, the old one, but with a Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom logo on it. If we look at this, we can see it's heavily inspired by the original logo with some subtle differences. And it looks really, really nice here as well. And what I really like here is this and the piece we're going to look at after really echo the idea of tying Jurassic World to that original park. I'm not sure if many people have seen the concept artwork that came out, but in terms of some of the original concepts for the park, it really echoed the kind of, I, I guess, almost antique design of the original park in terms of its thematics, its structural designs its aesthetics, everything like that was really set back within that Jurassic Park theme initially. So to actually have something that kind of echoes that is really nice in making us think about that concept art. Because who knows, maybe initially something like a Jurassic World Jeep Explorer was something that we we're actually going to see. You never know, especially with those um, coaches and everything like that that look like the Ford Explorers. So really a very exciting... Um, concept to explore and something which I think works really well and is subtle but really nice and again obviously the vines and everything like that just hint at the older nature of things as well. Then if we move on to a piece that Kevin shared with us we have the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom logo styled in the original Jurassic Park logo style. This here looks phenomenal, it's simple in terms of its colours but it's executed extremely well. It looks like it's practically how the logo should be which is phenomenal. I really really like this Kevin and clearly I'm not the only one because Kevin was telling us that Colin Trevorrow himself liked this um, post as well on Twitter. So that again something which is really exciting, being recognised by people actually Working on the films is always something exciting. I know when Bryce Dallas Howard has liked one of my tweets in the past, I've freaked out. So stuff like that is always really exciting to feel like the thing you're enjoying actually notices what you're doing and, you know, likes what you're doing. That's always a really exciting thing to have happen as a fan, I think. 
So really nice job here, Kevin. Really like the logo and thank you for sharing it with us. I'd love to see you come up with some more artwork because yours has really nicely finished feel to it, which is fantastic. So I'd like to say thank you to Sebastian, Cypher, Brad and also Kevin for what they came up with. A lot of cool stuff here. I think you guys will enjoy it when you see it, but we're not done just yet. Something I wanted to touch on as well was my friend Bryson. You can find him on YouTube as Jurassic World or on Twitter as Jurassic World 2018. There's an underscore between Jurassic and World. And he makes a bunch of videos, a lot of which repurpose original footage to kind of tell a different story. And as somebody who's done a media course for two years, you kind of understand that repurposing footage done well can be quite difficult, but it's something which Bryson has done in his videos and they're definitely worth checking out. There's also the rendering of the raptor crawling up onto the Ford Explorer. I can't remember who originally did this. If it was you, let us know. But this fantastic uh, render gets featured throughout and is really, really nicely done as well, which is, you know, a scene which I think is quite iconic when you see the poster that's out and about of the raptor on top of the Ford Explorer that's been overturned. I think it's Tour Vehicle 04. It's quite an iconic image, so to actually see that a fan has gone out of their way to animate that is really really exciting. Okay, that is everything in terms of homage fan art we have today. I think that's been quite good, we've got a lot of cool stuff, but I'd like to extend this segment a bit more. So for now, I think what we're going to say is any kind of fan art that you create, we will share here and talk about. So take for example some fan art I stumbled across earlier, of Rexy in front of a volcano that was really nicely done. If I go back and look at that, we'll mention that on the next show. Anything like that. So take for example Main Street with a volcano behind it that somebody's done. All that kind of really cool fan art that hints towards Fallen Kingdom is the kind of stuff that we'd quite like to be sat here talking about. If you're interested in getting involved, whether it be a video, a photo, a model, any kind of platform that you can express your artistic, I guess, inspiration through, send it to us and we'd be more than happy to talk about it here on the show. Okay guys, thank you for having me back for another segment. It's been really fun to sit here talking about Jurassic fan art with you. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed this segment and hopefully you'll feel inspired to go out and make your own fan art. At the end of the day, while we have a bit of a low in marketing at the moment, Fan art is really what brings us together as a community and keeps that hype building. And you guys really have the power to make that hype. Thank you, everyone. I hope you have a good week. Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast and, of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Anybody hear that? Thanks for listening to the 112th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a big thanks to Arjun for the audio this week. Episode 5 of Extinction Level was brutal on my heart. Ouch. 
I guess we'll find out more from this series in a few weeks. Thanks again, Arjun, and everybody involved this week. Also, thank you to Tom for another great look at Fallen Kingdom fan art. Everybody out there is creating some amazing artwork, and I can't wait to see what everybody else has up their sleeves for Tom next time. Keep up the good work, and don't forget to send in your Fallen Kingdom fan art. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review in iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com, where you can submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. You will remember to wash your hands before you eat anything.